Today is a very special day. Today is an historical day because we are celebrating 80 years of ministry on this corner in this city uh, here at Woodmont Christian Church. Uh, 80 years of faith and leadership, 80 years of worship and, and singing, uh, 80 years of preaching and Bible study, uh, 80 years of education and spiritual formation, 80 years of fellowship and community, 80 years of mission and outreach and outreach giving, 80 years of sacrifice and generosity and 80 years of relationships and community and, and friendships. So for 80 years, Woodmont has been seeking God, sharing love and serving others. That's our mission. And that encompasses everything that we do as a part of this church. So many of you know the story. Woodmont started back during World War II, 1943. It was planted by members of Vine Street Christian Church. Uh, and the first gathering took place at Woodmont School, not too far from here, uh, on a Sunday evening uh, that summer. And so today, we stand on the shoulders of those who've gone before us with a deep sense of gratitude for the generations who started this church, who sacrificed to give birth to this church, to lead this church, and for the many that have come after that to provide ongoing vision and leadership here at, at Woodmont. There are so many people who have given leadership, support, vision over the years to keep Woodmont moving forward. Dr. Frank Juwoda was our founding pastor. And Dr. Juwoda once sat down at his desk, I believe when his office was right here, and he, he, wrote, he wrote these words. He said, this is the church of my dreams, a church of the warm-hearted, open-minded, adventurous spirit, a church of the people, a church that is high, low, and broad, as high as the ideals of Jesus, as low as the humblest person, as broad as the love of God, a working, worshiping, and saving church, a church that interprets truth in terms of the times and yet challenges times in terms of the truth, a church that inspires courage for this life and, and hope for the life to come, a church, he said, that is worthy of our best. So like Dr. Jawoda, I love this congregation and I wanna do everything I can to keep that dream alive and to keep Woodmont moving forward because I still believe that Woodmont's best days are ahead of us. Now in recent months, we've seen lots of articles published in the paper, published in magazines, we've seen books written about the current state of Christianity in North America. Topics include the rise of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, Churches that did not survive the pandemic, arguments over women pastors, the exodus of millennials and Gen Z from the church, and the ongoing polarization that causes division and resentment even in churches. And so today what I'd like to do on this 80th birthday is I wanna talk about the factors that I believe have made Woodmont strong over the past eight decades and will continue to make it strong as we look ahead to the future. So what I'm gonna call this message today is a vision eight at 80. Eight at 80, and I wanna lay it out for you this morning. So what will keep Woodmont Christian Church strong and vibrant in the years ahead? First and foremost, we have to remain focused on Jesus Christ. In our, in our text today, Jesus asked Peter, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And Peter says, well, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, uh, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. 
And then Jesus looks Peter in the eye and he says, but who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, Jesus says, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. The rock upon which we build the church is Jesus Christ, period. Paul says to the Corinthians, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and somebody else is building on it. Each builder must choose with care how to build on it for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid in that foundation is Jesus Christ. Every new generation is in charge of casting vision for the future and then living out that vision to accomplish great things. It takes courage. It takes collaboration. It takes endurance and it takes faith. And as we begin our 81st year, we will move forward with a bold vision for the future. But that vision must keep Jesus Christ at the center. Churches get into trouble when they move away from Jesus and they begin to focus on other things. Jesus is the rock, the Messiah, upon which we build the church. Second, to stay strong in the years ahead, in the future, Woodmont must be recommitted to studying the Bible. This is how we learn about Jesus. This is how we connect with God. You know, we're now living in an age where even churchgoers don't study the Bible. They hear it on Sunday morning, and then they hear it the next Sunday. They don't read the Bible. They don't reflect upon the Bible. They don't pray over, over Scripture. The Bible can be intimidating because it's long. It can be confusing. People don't know how to approach it. But what I tell people is start with the gospel or, or, or pick a chapter of Proverbs. Proverbs has 31 chapters. There's usually 30 or 31 days in the month. Read the proverb for that day and get some wisdom and insight for your daily life. I believe that the Bible speaks to us at every stage and phase of life. But for a book that is so important to so many people, it's not studied on a regular basis. You know, people will swear by the Bible, but they won't read it. Now, we cannot be intimidated by the Bible. We also have to understand its context. You know, when the books of the Bible were written, they thought the world was flat. They thought women were property and should be silent. They thought Jesus would come back again very soon. The Galatians thought you had to become Jewish to be a, a Christian. The Corinthians were always fighting amongst themselves. So all these factors have to be taken into consideration when we study the Bible. But we have to study it. We have to pray and reflect upon it daily, if possible. Because the Bible speaks God's truth in every generation. And so as Christians, we have to read it and we have to study it. Third, for Woodmont to stay strong, we must remain committed to inspiring worship that touches heart, mind, and soul. You know, we have three services plus our live stream. We got an informal service, we got a contemporary service, and we got a traditional service. You guys know that. 
We've just put money into our live stream. I mean, look up there, turn around, see all those computer screens, you know, we're, we're trying to get with it in the 21st century and get our, get our tech system. <laughs> I said brought back into the 90s, but we're trying to do better than that, right? But we have to remember that worship is at the heart of what we do. And, and human beings are hardwired to worship. And if we don't worship God, make no mistake, we'll worship something. Worship is not about what we can get out of it. It's about surrendering to God. It involves music and prayer and scripture and a message and communion and fellowship. But the church counts on its people to be here to make worship possible, even during the summer. You know, I will always work on messages and so will the other ministers that touch heart and mind. But I also have to remind you that there is a responsibility on all of you in worship. First, to be here, and secondly, to prepare your own heart for God to speak to you. Be transformed, be changed, be inspired, be sent out. You know, after a week of getting knocked around by life and beat up, we should seek the solace and the healing that worship provides. Fourth, for Woodmont to stay strong in the future, we must have a continued emphasis on small groups. Big part of what Jay does and Tammy. Why? Because small groups are where relationships are formed and spiritual growth happens. You know, as our church has grown larger, it's also grown smaller as we've added small groups. That's how we connect. You know, that's how we, we dial in with each other. And we have all kinds of groups. We have dinner for eights that will start up again next month. We have life groups, men's groups, women's groups, couples groups, uh, geezer groups, right? But, but the, the first thing that Jesus did when he started his ministry was what? He recruited 12 people. Why? Because he knew how important that would be. He needed a community. You know, if you've been in a small group and maybe it's run its course, then maybe it's time to start a new one. If you're in one and nobody's called a meeting in a while, then you'd be the person to step up and call the meeting. I can honestly tell you that every week, the time that I spend in small groups, whether it's my men's group or the life, my Megan and I are in a few life groups, that is the best time that, that, that I have because it's where I connect, it's where I grow, it's where I really find meaning and, and, and purpose. And so if you wanna be in a group and you haven't, then reach out to Jay or Tammy. And again, in August, we're gonna reboot them for the fall. But healthy churches have healthy groups. And if you have to adjust your schedule to make time for it, do it. Because you know, we get a lot of people that say, I wanna be in a group. I'm not free on any day that ends in Y, right? You have to make time for it, but it matters. Fifth. For Woodmont to stay strong in the future, we must continue to invest in and empower our lay leaders. You know, one of the factors that's made this church successful over the years is that we have very talented and driven lay leadership. But leadership must be cultivated and developed. You can have leadership ability and never use it. As we talked about a couple weeks ago, you know, Christian leadership it's different from other kinds of leadership. It's based on servant leadership, moving beyond self. Jesus said, anybody who wants to be my disciple, my follower, must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Now, denying self is not very popular in this culture. We live in a selfish culture. But Christian leaders put others first and not themselves first. 
Starting in September, we're going to do something new. The first Wednesday night of every month, we're going to bring in a speaker. So we're going to have a dinner, and then we're going to bring in a speaker to talk about leadership. And this is for our church leaders, but also for anybody who wants to come. We'll be in the chapel uh, starting in, in September. But, but we want to grow our leadership skills. We want to invest in our lay leadership. And guess what? Leadership is not easy. It's not simple. You get criticized a lot, but it's more necessary than ever before. Sixth, for Woodmont to stay strong, we must continue to build a vibrant children's and youth ministry. Now, thankfully at Woodmont, this is happening. During the year, if you're here, you can see this entire chancel filled with kids for the uh, children's moment. Not as much in the summer, that's okay. Sometimes we'll have 250 kids from the nursery to the fifth grade. And, and we're now in the process of hiring two uh, youth directors, a middle school director and a high school director. And, and we hope to have these positions in place in the near future. We're working with ministry architects based here in Nashville. But this church has to be intentional in reaching the next generation. We baptized 50 fifth graders this spring, 50. Now they're a part of the youth ministry. Faith and discipleship start at a young age. Um, it used to be that people felt compelled to have their children involved in church. Today, that's not necessarily the case anymore. You know, we're very blessed at Woodmont to have so many young families. I hope we never take that for granted. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for such is the kingdom of God. Children matter to Jesus. He said, we can learn lessons about the kingdom from these children, their honesty, their innocence, their trust. And every time we dedicate a child in this church, we are committing ourselves to helping raise and nurture that child and that family. Now let me say a word about being a teenager, because I now have one. It's never been easy, but this is one of the most difficult times in history to be a teenager because of the digital age and because of social media. Our youth now face incredible pressure that has never been present before. And they need to be encouraged. They need to be loved. They need to learn how to develop a faith at a young age. And Woodmont is committed to continuing to reach the next generation of believers. And guess what? We all play a role in that. These are not just the leaders of the future. These are also the leaders of today. Seventh, for Woodmont to stay strong in the years ahead, I think and I believe we have to continue to be a purple church. What does that mean? It means a few things. We're called to be Christians first and Republicans or Democrats second. We acknowledge that not everybody in our church is on the same page politically, and that's perfectly okay. I don't want to be in a church where everybody is on the same page politically. That'd be boring. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is it means we are committed to having civil dialogue over important issues in our groups and classes and forums where we learn to respect everybody's opinion. You all know that this topic is, is important to me because I believe that we are now living in a time of intense polarization and anger. Politics and political candidates have divided families, friendships, and churches. And so at Woodmont, we're big tent. 
Purple is what happens when you mix red and blue together. How much red, how much blue, I don't know. I could guess, but purple. You know, if somebody can tell that you're a Republican or Democrat before they can tell that you're a Christian, that's a problem. We're called to be Christians first and then recognize that not everybody is going to agree on politics and policy. And I'm serious when I say this, if people do not learn how to disagree more civilly, then our world is gonna be in really big trouble. Lastly this morning, my eighth point. For Woodmont to stay strong and healthy in the future, we must remain committed to being a healing church. You know, one of the most difficult parts of being a minister, and I'm being completely honest with you, there's a couple other people here that could back this up, is seeing the pain and the hurt and the brokenness and the grief that people live with all the time. Watching somebody lose a spouse to cancer at a young age, making them a single parent when that's not the future that they had planned. Walking with a family who lost a child in a school shooting. Seeing a divorce happen that nobody saw coming. Seeing a child diagnosed with a terminal illness that, that, that doesn't have a cure. Life has so much hurt and pain, but it also has incredible joy. And so we have to remember that it's both, it's pain and joy, and not just one or the other. But the church has to be a place where people can come to heal after life roughs them up. And I believe that Woodmont is a place where that happens because I see it. I see people overcoming addictions by going to AA. I see people coming to get support at Al-Anon. They have an addiction in their family. I see people coming and realizing that they're not alone in their divorce because there's other people that are going through it or have been through it and they're gonna be okay. I see people that are grieving come to our grief care ministry and realize that time is gonna help and they got support. Life is not easy on anybody and the church has to be a place where we heal. And so for Woodmont to stay strong, we have to be committed to that. Life has a way of roughing us up and we need to support and love each other. We also have a center for healing and spirituality over here at the old parsonage. And, and, and Jay and I have been working on revitalizing that so that we can offer more services, retreats and spiritual direction and coaching and counseling and so Ben Curtis and Beth Patillo, Randy Smith, Sandy Smith, Ann Stauffer are all working to see how we can expand that as we move into the fall. Because there's a lot of brokenness and people need to be able to count on this church when their world falls apart to get it back together again. These are the things that I believe will keep Woodmont strong in the future. And today we give thanks to God for 80 years of ministry and we also at the same time pray to God to continue to guide us and direct us as we move into the future. Amen.